Okay. Okay. Now I think. KO. Yep, we finally got it working. We finally got the levels, my earphones, and everything else sorted. So now we can kick off with the app. Took us three times to do that, but we got there in the end. But third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. And you know how we did it? We plugged, we pulled it out and plugged it back in. Yep. Put it out and put it in. Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. That's your life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were just telling us about how, like, to go over the show. So, Mason has recently been supporting a really big show. I mean, he's now... I mean, I, th- I think it's safe to say you're a pro comic at this point. Not really. Uh, uh, I think I just got a bit lucky and got into this lineup because they saw me at Gong and they were like, oh, you know, we like you. So Everyone likes you, Martin. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, the first night, uh, the Thursday was, uh, it was a bit of tough work. The room is, like, enormous and the roof is really high. Right. So, if you're not, like, absolutely wall-to-wall killing, it's a bit hard. Right. So, so- you're still getting laughs, but it's, like, it's just a huge room. But then on the Saturday... It was packed to the shit out, so it was red hot. Mm. So, it was amazing. Sounds like a fun time. And then Sunday Slouches was uh, nearly had 10 people, so it's like packed <laughs> for Sunday In Slouches. Comparison. Honestly, I'm going to give that room another... Like, with the resources that uh, David, Robbie and I are working with, I'm going to give that room like another three months before like it, it starts taking off in like a nice way but i'm kind of enjoying like every week feels a slightly better than the last week yeah but like i'm kind of really enjoying it at the moment because it's like it's as you were saying earlier it's kind of like underground it's kind of niche and it's like yeah the hipster in me is like yeah i was here early exactly exactly no one can lay claim to this shit yeah it's like you'll be and they don't want to at the moment but uh, well i'm not at the moment but they will (laughs) And then in like three years time, you know, you'll be like, be like, yeah, I was offered to MC the first show. <laughs> and I backed out. And I shat myself last minute. Even though there's like the stakes were so low. <laughs> I was embarrassed because I saw Robbie Brooks get up and crush with the absolute minimum. <laughs> yeah, Just- he, he literally got up and was like. I'm your MC, Jay Raymond. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's all I had to do. <laughs> this is uh, bullshit. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the first Saturday gig for the new venue was tough. But you weren't just doing Saturday, though. You've got more of that coming up. Uh, the Thursday was tough. The Saturday was killer. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. But have you, you got more coming up, though? Yeah, every Thursday. Right. Okay. So, Anyone looking to get sucked off, though? Anyone willing to get sucked off? For uh, for me to get some stage time there, don't know. Don't know. Will you ask around for me? I I don't even know how I really made it on the lineup. So I do. It. It's because you're a good comedian. That's 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 why. <laughs> well, I, yeah. The the runner said, "I like your jokes. They're mm. very they're well written." You know, one thing one thing I am getting tired of seeing on my news feed lately. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it the Jews? Uh, I mean, yes, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Oh, it's... um. No, it's Ruben K. Oh, okay. Just because he's been getting so much attention and like, I've actually got nothing personally against him. Like, I'm not politically opposed to him. I just feel like 
most of his you you could probably find most of his jokes on Reddit from what I've I've seen of him. Oh, okay. I hear he's a very good MC. Like he he he's a great MC. He's great at building up like acts and things like that. But I just look at his jokes and I'm like, I I feel like these jokes have been on Tumblr and Reddit for like ten years now. You know. Oh, okay. So they all they're all like. Hacky ideas, or they're like lifted. Uh, pretty hacky, pretty lifted. It, yeah, it's hard to say, but you know what? Good on him because you know what? Uh, there's one thing I do like about him. He is, he is like, in his support acts, he like whether it be comedy, drag, or burlesque, he gets like a lot of local talent on board. Yeah. So it's like that's that's the good thing, and is the fact that we get like a big national and international act because he's you know done fairly well in the UK. You get like a, a pretty big um, national act to, who's coming around and like supporting like local fucking talent. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Mm. Who the fuck is messaging me right now? <laughs> fuck. I think yeah, it's it's interesting how you respect parts of his character, but not other parts. Mm. Um, recording. Who's messaging you? Fucking Mason. Oh, it's Mason. I think earlier you also said Mason has been supporting some big acts, but what I think you meant is Martin. <laughs> what Mason's been supporting you? No, Martin. Did I? Did yeah, I, say, I think oh, you said right, Mason. Okay. No, Mason's been supporting some big cocks with his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's been doing. Um, but you have been supporting some big acts. Just by proxy of being on the this lineup. On this lineup, but uh, we have had some pretty big acts. Like Stephen K. Amos came through recently. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear he's all over all over the place, and uh, and then he, so he's done the lounge, I believe, both in Murray Street and Frio, um, and uh, he's done the Leaderville Comedy Club. We, I should go check that out sometime, the Leaderville Comedy Club. But it's an all-pro lineup. Yeah. It seems weird that it's an all-pro lineup, but they do it on a Thursday. You know? I feel like pro lineups should be reserved for Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I mean, I, I guess Thursday is the unofficial start of the weekend. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, like late-night shopping and... Yeah, late-night shopping and all that kind of shit. Like, it, it, you know, I, I, if it works, it works. Like, provided... And I've seen some of the lineup there. They've got some, like, comedians that I like. Like, uh, Jared Goundry, I believe. I think that's how I pronounce it. Yeah, Goundry's awesome. Yeah, Goundry's great. I, I think he's the- back in town this week. Yeah, Jared Goundry. Um, who's the other dude from Tasmania? Jared Duggan. Jared Duggan. Yep, that's the one. He uh, he supported uh, the open mic I had in Fremantle one time. Yeah, he's really cool. I like him. Uh, they've had uh, Nicole Shee on. She's great. Uh, so, like, they've had some pretty big acts on there. And then Stephen K. Amos came through. I just feel like you've got such good acts. I feel like they're wasted on a Thursday night. What you want to be giving them is a Friday, Saturday night audience. But I think um, there's just so much on on a Friday and Saturday. Saturday. So mm. maybe that maybe they should mix it up. Maybe they should like have one do like two Thursdays a month, one Friday, one Saturday. Yeah, or mix it up and have like fully pro and then have open mic. Or... 
that would be good. I'd love a, I'd love a new open mic. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I'm... I don't know. I feel like I've been doing pretty well lately, and yeah, uh, for sure, I'm going. I'm looking forward to getting back on stage. Have you received the email yet for this um, uh, fucking Thursday's uh, gong show? Uh, I sure haven't. So I might not be on this week. Maybe but it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm not either. But like, I don't know. I took a week off, so I thought I would get it. But maybe not. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'm not getting the show this week. Maybe not. So maybe I'm being forced to have two weeks off. I don't know. Oh. I'll message Sarah at the end of the day and just confirm. Because, yeah, I, I was quite keen to get back on this week. And then I got factory at the end of the month, which is always a good time. I love the factory room. Mm, I'll have to message Brendan again. I keep forgetting. Mm. You keep forgetting or you're just scared? Oh, it's been so long that it seems weird now. Seems but weird. it only seems weird to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like one of those situations where you've left it. So long. Yeah, it's been like a month or something. So right. I'm like. Just but, like that situation at the last gong show, which is like, I've forgotten to mention, man. Yeah. I'll just so, sit back here and not do anything about it. Yeah, it's okay though. Because <laughs> I have no self-respect. <laughs> That's okay. That's how all my relationships work. I'm like, oh, maybe I deserve better, but I have no self-respect. Hey, so long as you've got me and Josh Durkin around, we can take care of all of your social confrontations. Yeah, well, Durkin was like, literally said he'll go up and just say to Shin, put Martin on. Mm. Yeah, he was meant to be on. Yeah. 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 It's fucking weird, but yeah. I think they just reorganized the lineup and then... Scribbled it, your name out accidentally? Yeah. Yeah. Because they scribbled out a bunch of names to move them around. I think they moved them around and didn't replace my name. Mm. So it's like a real honest, easy mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Um, some other projects we've got coming up. Um going to be Sizzle Reel Studios, boys. So, oh, shit, actually. Fuck, we missed this last Saturday. I got to message them about it this fucking Saturday. Mm, shit. Do you want to come do some street talk this week? Sure. What um, what did you miss last Saturday? Oh, fuck, I forgot to organize the Sizzle Reel, boys, for street talk. Completely slipped my mind. Oh... Uh was going to be hard to do anyway, though, because I, I I was at the bar quite late on Saturday night. And then I went over to a friend's house and um, afterwards and we danced until 4 a.m. It was uh, I didn't even drink that much. Um, I had only two beers. I drove home. But, uh, yeah, we just danced until 4 a.m. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was a fucking sick night. I'm actually still sore from dancing all night. We were kind of piggyback each, piggybacking each other around the living room and all that kind of shit. It was a really fun night. Sounds like young people shit. Young people shit. I think there were, there was a few people there older than you. Uh, I think it just sounds like fun people shit. Yeah, well, I'm... I can't. I don't know. Mm. So, I got you a box of shapes. Do you like that flavor? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the... I mean, I think uh, that's pizza, Pe- right? Yeah, yeah. I think pizza's, pizza's the best flavor. Pizza is... Undoubtedly, one of the best. Yeah, because I think it's barbecue and pizza are like the only ones worth talking about. I'm not really into barbecue. Really? Well, <laughs> what's your second pick then? Uh, I like. I'm into the nacho one. Oh yeah, nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah. 
You, I feel like you're in a small minority of people who like that. I feel like most people yeah, don't I'm, like that one. I'm in a minority. You are a minority. But not know? really. We're the majority. Not in this country. Not yet. Well, anyway. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> You'll be changing your tune real soon. Yeah, boy. Changing the tune soon. Oh, so that's like. Is it a weird intrusive thought to think like, if possible, uh, when the Asians take over, I would like to jump ship and take s- swap sides? Um, no, that's not. I mean, that's a totally natural thing for you to do. I won't let you do it, of course. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I, you'll be like he's a race trader. Yeah, yeah. I I will literally imprison you and have you executed on charges of treason against your race. Um, against my race. Against your race. What did I do? Um, you betrayed white people. Oh right, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter. They don't control the country anymore. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll get it back. You know. It's like because you need to understand something that you know. It's like, ever since the French Revolution, white people have systematically proven every time that when they're pissed off, they can be real fucking destructive, you know? Like... Sounds like a, like a temper tantrum. It, it really is. It's like the French... We're falling out of power. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's the French Revolution, it's the American Revolution, it's the Russian Revolution. It's essentially just temper tantrums. And not unjustified temper tantrums, but that's all they are, temper tantrums. Yeah, gopniks kind of feel like big adult-sized toddlers. Gopniks? Like uh, Russian... Russian bogans? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? They, they feel like toddlers? No, nah, I just threw out an idea and I was just hoping it would make sense. Uh, <laughs> you tend to do that a lot, don't you? <laughs> it's just in the hopes. Do you think, um, who, who, like... I have a question though, like if you were ra- like, because I feel like if you were, you're half Thai. Yeah. If you were raised in Thailand by your mother, I feel like there is a strong, strong possibility. Then I would have lost my virginity to a lady boy. That you would be a lady boy. Oh, me? Yeah. It's like, I can see that. And yeah. you would have been like a prized lady boy too, because like half white, half Thai. So like, yeah. I feel like you would have been like really like highly sought after. That's good to know. Good to know. It's my yeah. backup. That's you to go become a lady boy. Yeah, it's not never too late. Get all the surgeries and just fucking go to town. Go to Chinatown. Go to Chinatown. What um? Because isn't like Thai like half Muslim, half Buddhist country? I'll be honest. I don't know a lot about Thailand. Right. Okay. But you, but you, but you're willing to betray Australia when it pain vain. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, you see, uh, my morals are so fragile. Yeah. I love <laughs> my moral code has like makes no sense. I know. It's like I love your lack of principles. You know. Yeah. Uh, but mind you, I feel like the less principles you have, the. Uh, like the better off you are because it's like if you only have a couple of principles they're easily defended you know what i mean it's like yeah if you only believe in one or two things then you probably have like less you have less chance of having conflicting beliefs and principles do you know what i mean does that make sense yeah totally like if you only believe in 
yourself. Yeah, precisely. Is Luke home at the moment? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Is he still sick? I don't think so. Right. Um, I think he's sick of us. Sick of us. <laughs> uh, I um, I smoked some uh, weed last night, which really burned my throat. But it feels kind of good at the same time. Mm. Dying of smoke inhalation. Your, your throat hurts. My throat hurts. Not from sucking cock, uh, as I'm sure you, you were about to insinuate. Mm. Yeah, well, it doesn't help, but... Yeah, doesn't help. Um, no, I don't have a bruised throat. I have a charred throat. They're different things. A burnt throat versus a bruised throat. Apparently, you can actually, like... Like, you can actually bruise, um, like, the inside of your mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. It seems pretty, like, malleable. In the mouth? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is, but like... Not often when you t- sustain quite a heavy blow on the inside of the mouth. No, but like, because it's so soft in there, because it's, it, it's like the inside... Because like, the inside of your mouth is essentially like the insides of your entire body. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you can get internal bruising. Yeah. So like... No, I, I, dis- I discovered this from a gay friend of mine. Apparently he was like he he had to go to a dentist, and um, apparently he was sucking mad cock the night before, or rather just getting his face just absolutely just used, and uh, yeah, the dentist was like, "Why do you have bruises on your mouth?" And he was like, "Oh, no reason." I just really like I brush very aggressively. I brush very aggressively. Do you ever go into those states of like semi depression over for like two or three days, and you just forget to shower and brush your teeth for three days? And then you come out and you're like, okay, time to... Bigger and better. Yeah, time, time to move on. Time to move into a more tame depression where I brush my teeth. Exactly. Exactly. Like, just for three days, you just completely neglect yourself. Uh, I don't say... I don't think I ever complete... I think uh, I usually have a shower, like long showers when I am depressed. Yeah, I don't know. I just lie in bed. I get in and I'm like, I like the warmth of the shower. I just, I just lie in bed and like, like when I'm really depressed, I just lie in bed and don't even have the energy to like wank. I don't even like want to look at my phone. I kind of just want to turn on like trailer park boys in the background and just like, just crawl up inside myself. That's all I want to do. That, that, That brought the show down a bit, didn't it? Yeah. I'll just sit in that uncomfortable silence. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I do similar stuff. Mm. What makes you depressed? Um, existence is up there. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, that is that is totally fair. Yeah, people. <sighs> people are fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I mean, um. Having gay sex? Yeah, but also I've been putting memos in my phone. I'm just try- I'm trying to like document relatable ideas to see if they're relatable. Well, like things that I notice. Relatable guy ideas. Well, no, just relatable ideas to things that, like things that I've noticed, and just to see if they can ever become anything. All right, go on. I don't know if you've ever been like in a situation where you're. <laughs> You're like you're not fit, and you're doing something physical, mm. whatever it is. I don't know, sex maybe, but hiking or 
the gym or whatever and you're with someone that's more fit and then you're like trying to uh, hide the fact that you're out of breath. Yeah. That's it. That's like the recognizable idea. Yeah. Have I've you been ever done there. that? Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, yeah. You're like, to... you're clearly fucked. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah. you're just trying to like be like... Well, the thing is, it's like... I remember I remember dancing with my friends on... Because I like to train semi-regularly, you know. For the average person, I'm probably in like more than decent shape. But I was like... I was like training with my mate who like competes at Muay Thai. Oh, on Friday morning and it just made me feel so out of shape and so weak. And then I was dancing with my friends all night Saturday night and I was hopping around like a fucking lunatic and like really going for it and they're just all out of breath and I'm still going. And I was like, oh, I'm actually in pretty good shape in comparison to the average person. I can't compare myself to like someone who is in a competitive environment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think it's Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah. So it's I don't think it's any good for you, like I don't think it's any good there's no point in hiding the fact that you're out of breath. I do think it could make for a very funny premise though. I think it is better just to commit to the idea that you're fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just be like, I'm getting fucked. Yeah, I'm getting old and I'm dying. Yeah. Well, I had a similar thing about that aging, which is where, well, I've got like um, four new premises I want to do. I want to run by you. And one was like, um, one was it's like I get really annoyed when people uh, text me when I'm, uh, when they know I'm driving. Maybe I ran this one by you last week. It sounds sort of familiar, but you can. Yeah. But it's like when people get like people text you when they when they know you're driving and it's like motherfucker now I've got to take the bottle cap, put it back on the bottle of vodka, you know, and and look at my phone now. And it's like now you're now you're getting me to stop doing one thing I shouldn't be doing and doing another thing that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think is easy to get away with, drink driving or um, texting while driving? Um. Well, if someone if someone pulls you over with a bottle in your hand it's pretty hard to oh right no sorry i was just because you said that situation yeah if you're i don't know because they're both illegal now hey? apparently although i don't know i do get a bit angry when people are on their phone when they're driving yeah yeah i get that um but i mean you can do it well that's the problem they're just doing it badly yeah that, I mean, yeah, I uh, I mean, I know I can uh, look at my phone and drive real well for a fact. Yeah, because I was a truck driver and yeah. I had to like look up locations that were going and call clients and yeah. all on the go while, like, and eat lunch and while I was driving. So, yeah. I got good at driving and doing other shit. Yeah, out of, like all the car crashes I've ever been in, which I've only been in two. Were all the other person's fault? I just happened to be on the phone. Well, it was it, it. A phone was never involved. A phone was literally never involved in any of those scenarios. Well, I mean, it listened to the whole crash. It did listen to the whole crash. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. One was one. No, one was because mm, I was. One was because I was getting roadhead one time. 
Oh, and then another one was... That can be dangerous. Yep, that can be. Um, and then another one was because I was looking out the window at this chick with just a giant ass. Just an amazing <laughs> ass. And uh, that was pretty cool. And then you crashed. And then I crashed. <laughs> There's a very similar story where there was a driver at the truck driving company and then he was looking at some girl and then he just drove into the car in front of him mm. and then he told told the office that a bee flew into the cabin and right. he's allergic to bees so they were like oh that makes sense actually mm. so he got away with murder nice and that's what you want i think mm. i i don't know if this is anything but i wrote this down last night i was thinking uh like the first time it's there's only just like one link here and it might be nothing but i'm like the first time you go on a tinder date mm-hmm. and you meet your date it's kind of like getting your meal from mcdonald's because you, you you're like you look nothing like the picture yeah that's the only link. and you're not as satisfying as i thought you would be yeah. And once I've had you, I'm filled I feel with guilty. regret. I feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. there's like guilt, regret. Uh, That's like, a really good idea. Like you get what you pay for. Yeah. On Tinder, you pay nothing. So yeah. That no, that's that. I feel like is a really, really. That's like, a strong premise. That's a strong, strong premise. Though. You know, it's a strong premise when you can just list infinitely. Yeah. Well, and well, that's true because there's so much adaptability with it. You can go in any direction you want with it. And then also, if I can get it working, then mm. it's good because you can be like, you guys a couple, how'd you meet? Mm. Usually people meet on like the apps these days. Mm. Well, I feel like Tinder date, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then like the other thing you can go is it's like sometimes Tinder dates go well and, you know, it's like you're getting a subway. It's just customized to please you, you know? Yeah, all 12 inches. Mm, precisely. I feel like it's very, like, to be honest with you, now I'm not saying Subway is healthy. I'm not making that argument. I think really it's the sources that fuck you. The sources? Yeah, because they give you so much. I mean, I only ever get two. Yeah, but they like. Maybe three. Well, they fully, like, sl- snail trail the shit out of it. Oh, well, I mean, I, I feel like I'm lucky there. Like, I've got, I only ever get barbecue and blue cheese. Sometimes ranch, but generally just barbecue and blue cheese. And then I feel like that's that's what I need. That's all I need out of it. But, like, if you're disappointed in your Subway sandwich, that's kind of on you. You you asked for what you asked for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas McDonald's is... The burgers really are better at Hungry Jack's. Like, undoubtedly so. The fries are better, too, at Hungry Jack's. Dude, I saw... Um, I remember now seeing a porn like a video pop up and the dude was fucking a burger yeah right why was he doing that feels like a waste i don't know i didn't end up watching the video i just saw the thumbnail right i just got the uh email from sarah oh cool so who have we got on this week we got the Belowski. the Belowski. yep we've got ben stone i've no idea who that is yeah um not sure uh, Sophie Clark, you know who that is? Yeah, she's pretty good. Is she? I don't know. That's on me though. Um, yourself, um, Ashbury Paddock, Padocker. 
Uh, okay. Not C. White. I don't know who that is. Shash Kapoor. It's Corey White. Oh, right. Okay, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Shit. Um, Martin Vaught. Um, uh, James Kalanen. Ant uh, Maxis. Me, Jay Raymond. Chris Pachullo. And Aiden Doherty and Daniel Freider. It's a pretty stellar lineup. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Fuck. That is, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a really good lineup. Hmm. Um da 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 Fuck. I have another premise I want to run by you. I feel like this is good. I feel like this holds a lot of adaptability. Because it's like I, I talk about how like I recently turned twenty five and it's like things new things excite me now. Like I can be at a party and the highlight of the party is when someone pulls out a charcuterie board or a cheese board. And then like I get real horny for the uh, Chipotle hummus. I've, I don't think I've ever had Chipotle hummus. It's good. It's good. Is it worth getting horny over? Well, when I say horny, I don't mean horny in the traditional sense, you know. I mean kind of more like horny. Well, that's usually how people interpret it. <laughs> well, no, like the thing with this joke, the thing with this joke, and I feel like with a lot of my jokes is there's a big emphasis on delivery. You know what I mean? I know how I need to deliver this, but like. I do feel like it'll work if I deliver it right. Deliver it into their mouths. Exactly. The Chipotle hummus. Yeah. Whereas you just have sort of like this Tinder-like idea. I feel like this is just a, a inevitably adaptable premise on its own. Yeah, eventually it'll work. It's just a matter of finding the punchlines. Well, I mean, the you didn't think the ladybug, ladyboy thing would work, but apparently it crushed. Yeah, that's a very interesting... can't believe that worked. Maybe it'll never work again. Maybe. Because it's the first... You know, the first time you tell a joke, it's... Mm. Your hair's looking good, by the way. Yeah, I'm starting to look like uh, budget Goku. A little bit. But, like, it's it's kind of got this wild look. Like, you've got a strong head of hair. Mm. Asian genetics, you think? Yeah, it's... The curtain matches the drapes. Does it? Yeah, I've got a strong head of hair. And pubes? Yeah. And you got the full Fu Man shoe. What's that? That that style of goatee. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't shave. Just don't shave. Mm. Me neither. Should we grow our hair out for a year? Just just not shave or trim anything. Um, I don't know. After it gets to a certain length, I get a bit annoyed because it's you got to brush it. Mm. You ever see one of those dudes with the beards that like is like right underneath his eyeballs? Ever see dudes with those beards? Oh, beards. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've they've got more testosterone than me. I feel like they've got more testosterone than any than anyone I know. It's fucking ridiculous. Another idea I have for a joke is um, is where it's like, it's like you know when you're dating someone and like you know you're in the early stages and like it'll come up with young people a lot these days, but like. You ask what you ask your partner like what they find attractive, and then they start listing people that they find attractive, and like I'm okay with this because I can see a lot of it. Like, you know, when I'm dating someone and they say, "Oh, I think Henry Cavill's really hot," 
and I think Tom Hardy's really hot, and I think so-and-so's, and Brad Pitt's really hot. It's like, I am okay with this, because I know I cannot compete with those guys. It's when they pull out some fucking slob that I'm like, what is wrong with me? It's like, what, like, and then they're like, yeah, I know, it's like not the traditional kind of attractiveness. And I'm like, who is even this, this person? And it's always some kind of like a weird niche internet celebrity. And it's like just some like disgusting beluga beach ball of a humor. I, I don't know. And it's, it's just like, how, how the fuck am I competing with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, why is this your celebrity hall pass? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, if you cheated on me with Henry Cavill, I see that. I'd even pardon it because, you know what? I'd probably suck off Henry Cavill too, you know, for the... For the meme. For the meme. For the, for the, for the money because it's like, you can be damn sure I'm me doing that guy oh. into a settlement. Um, but... Uh, I think his standards would have to drop pretty far. Probably. But you know what? Well, I can be pretty persuasive if I need to be. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you fucking come out with a knife under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, let me suck your dick, Henry Cavill. <laughs> and then as soon as you get the footage, then you meet to him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me you just, too. You just don't have the knife in frame. Yeah, you just don't have the knife in frame. Mm. And and I give him I give him an empty gun, an unloaded gun, and I make him point it at my head. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very elaborate, a very elaborate thing to do. Yeah. Mm. Well, the uh, that was this next premise on. So that was the idea where it's like when you're, when the person you're dating, has standards that is attracted to things that just don't make sense. Because I was dating someone recently and uh, they were like, I, I was like, they said to be like, yeah, they said I was really attractive. I didn't believe them, of course. And then they like told me like who was like their S tier of attractiveness. And the first one was Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he seems to be popular. Yeah, which makes sense. I'm not arguing with it. His shitty facial hair, but other than that, I can totally see the attractor, the attraction. He's got a dwarf energy. He does. He's a very charismatic, very charming, very good looking. So I can totally see where the attraction is. But then this person I'm dating pulls up this fucking fat, beluga, looking like, jabber, the yeah, slut like looking gaming streamer, and it's like that's what you're fucking into, and it's like. I'm just into what I'm into. It's like, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, well, they probably could yeah. fuck that person. Yeah. Well, yeah, they probably could, but it's like, also, it, it just makes no... <laughs> it's just a streamer that has, like, two followers or something. Like, it's just someone they know. Oh, it was a pretty popular streamer, but I was like... Oh, okay. It was like... Because I didn't even know who they were. They gave me their at, and I, I looked them up, and I found them on Twitter... And I was like, this is disgusting. And I'm like, I, yeah. And like, that just disheartened me to the point where, which was where it was like, I am going to kill myself now. Because it's, if that's what I have to compete with, like. Well, at least you're competing in the same league. Oh, no. Even I feel like I'm better than that. Come on. Like. I yeah, feel, but I I don't know. I feel like once you get past the racism, I can be halfway charming. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but I mean, you're fighting against someone that has like pseudo fame. Yeah, that's that's the thing about struggling with people with with fame. Like, even if you get like a little bit famous, people will suck your dick for anything. Yeah, it's real weird, hey. Yeah, and it's like that kind of gives me hope because it's like all we need to do is like just get a little bit famous, and like we're already kind of getting there. Yeah. Yeah. All I have to do is touch one kid, and then I'll be famous. Come on, don't don't do that. Don't like. I'm talking about a goat, uh, baby goat. Okay, yeah, right, okay, of course. Have you ever had goat curry before? Uh, is that like a tikka masala? Uh, it can be, I guess. It's more like a Rogan Josh, I'd say. Oh, yeah, Joe Rogan yeah. Josh. Yeah, it's more like a Rogan Josh or a korma. Uh, I'm gonna, next I think tu- I have. Next Tuesday, I'm going to take you down to the bar I work at, and I'm going to take you for Indian after we record. Oh. Oh. But it's at five o'clock, so... Oh, that's my bedtime. That's your bedtime. Um, so, I don't know. If you've got a set at ECC, then you, I might have to... I might have to fuck you off. Uh, I don't have one lined up, but... Mm. We'll see. We'll see. I know you often get it. And I know you like to go and support the room, which I respect. I feel like um, moving the uh, opening time for Sunday Slouches to 7.30 has been a real good thing. Because it gives people more time to have dinner and get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's uh, I feel like it's adds to it. Yeah. Honestly, give that room another three months. I feel like where that that room is going to be really good for comics to come down and perform in front of a it's, really good. Audience. It is an intriguing room. Yeah. People walk past the window and we have all these like interactions. Yeah, that is fun because it's like it's like a different style of crowd work that's never been seen before. Yeah, well, you could probably just climb out the window and start talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, just film a set and then just, yeah, just go out. Well, that's... I wonder how long the cable is on that mic. Probably long enough. Oh, if it's not, then it might be funny too. It, it probably would be. Probably would be. Why don't they close it, though? Uh, I don't know. No, no, I want them to. I feel like it adds to the intrigue. It adds to the room. It adds to the bar. Having that big open window and looking in and seeing that there's a show going on. Yeah. But you know what's going to happen? There's going to be some guy who comes in and he's just going to stand at the window for every show and just get an entirely free show. It could happen. But then that would be funny if there's like a group of people outside the window. Just getting a free show. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, I suppose they can't sit down and enjoy a drink. Well, they can bring their own bring their own drinks then then it could be like a cult thing where there's like they're like oh if you come to the window you can say something interesting yeah come to come to the window yeah come to the yeah come to the window of magical fucking phrases it sounds like they're gonna see a dick or something but if you like oh come check out this window if that room builds up anymore it will happen like people will start getting their dicks out at the window like that's bound to happen why not why not indeed? Dicks out for Harambe. The other premise I've had this week is, so you know how in Star Wars, some of the recent Star Wars films, they reanimated dead actors to like bring them back to life for their classic roles. You know, like they brought Princess Leia back to life for Rogue One and like a bunch of other characters, I believe. You know what I mean? Are you with me? 
Uh, they brought him back. Oh, yeah, like Sage Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what if we did, like, what if we did that, but um, for James Bond, and then we could just bring Sean Connery back for all the James Bonds forever? Yeah, then we can bring back Octopussy. Well, this was the next thing. Because I know people would have a problem with Sean Connery coming back because, you know, he made all those comments about slapping women. Um, But here's the compromise. What if we make Sean Connery's Bond woke? And, like, I feel like the compromise is we get Sean Connery back and you can make him gay. That's the compromise. (laughs) Mm. Well, he doesn't have to do anything. He's CJ'd in. Yeah. Which, like, you know, he comes back and be like, hello, James, would you be taking me to dinner tonight? No, Mish Money Penny. I'm going for sloppy seconds. I'm going, for, I'm going to an all gay sexology. <laughs> yes. Me and Emma going down and buggering a few of the local pool boys down by our local uh, gymnasium. Something like that. But down to our local men's club where we have our way with young pool boys and oh. tennis boys. I don't know why. This is pretty funny thinking about James Bond. Being gay, yeah. What if like, what if the villain didn't know he was gay, and uh, and he just strapped him down? He was like, Mister Bond, if you do not give me the information, I will strap this fuck machine to your ass, and then and then I will leave you here until you give me the information. And then it just cuts to like three days later. It's like we've had to get new machines. Uh, the he's, machine is worn out. Yeah, the machine is worn out. It is. He's worn the gears right off them. Uh-huh. And he just keeps saying anything for queen and country. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or king and country now. Anything for the king and country. And he's just getting, yeah, just, just his insides rammed. The and coronation. The, the coronation happened, yeah. He keeps saying this thing, apparently, like, people were saying, oh, we saw, um, we saw death at, uh, we, we saw the Grim Reaper at the thing, and it's just a priest walking across. It's just like a church priest. Walking across the cathedral. With like a black cloak. Yeah, something like that. I was uh, watching the document... Oh, I was reading like a trivia on the on the throne of St. Edward. And uh, it was pretty interesting. Because it's like got loads of carvings in it from like the Winchester schoolboys who went there back in the 1700s. So it's just got schoolboys carving then. It's just got carvings from schoolboys who were bored in the throne. Oh. And apparently the thing is like so delicate now that like a, a king can't sit on it for long. But it's got all these like I was here. Yeah. Two thousand, not seventeen yeah. seventy five or whatever the fuck it was. And there's this big stone underneath the throne. It's called the Stone of Skun, which was what was uh, the Stone of Skun was like the sacred rock of all Scottish kings. And it was taken to England by Edward I, and it's been kept in Winchester Abbey ever since. Is it? A, does it look cool? It's just a big rock. Oh, yeah, okay. It's just a big flat rock. It almost looks like a big grey brick. Um, it looks like something from Stonehenge, almost. It's so funny that Scotland, they're like, this is our sacred rock. This is our sacred rock. <laughs> it's just a big fucking rock. Yeah, it really is. It's not like blue or anything. It's yeah, just no. a rock. It's just a fucking rock. That's big. Yeah, and it was stolen in... How the fuck do you steal it? Well, it, apparently it was, a big, it was a big strong dude, but apparently it was stolen. They scuffed the chair when they stole it, and the dude who stole it, who was a Scottish nationalist, um, he stole it and tried to take it back to Scotland... 
but he dropped it and then put tore a big chip out of it. So the whole St. Edward's like Fucking throne is just like ready to fall apart at any point. He dropped it and accidentally like sieged a castle. Yeah, something like that. Fucking dude, it's like I'm imagining this rock being so big. It's not really that big. It's about like I mean it's not small, but it's about see this drawer? Yeah. It's maybe a little bit bigger than that. Okay. Yeah. So it's not too much bigger than that. And it's this big fuck off thing. But like to me it would have just been so funny dude, if I'm Charles ima- sat on the throne and it just crumbled to powder underneath him. Dude, I'm just imagining it's like so big. It's it's not that big. <laughs> Imagine this cunt then so strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it would be difficult to lift. It's like, it's a really dense fucking stone. Like, you would need to be strong to lift it. But yeah. it's not like a massive stone. It's like, it's about the size of... <sighs> yeah, it's about the size of that drawer. It's maybe a little bit bigger. I was imagining like needing like 50 people to carry it. And just one dude from Scotland <laughs> in a kilt came down and just picked up the fucking thing and, then and ran back it. to Scotland with it. Yeah, it just drops it on his foot. Ah, <laughs> oh, you bastard! You know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be like, I'm taking our fucking stone back! <laughs> yeah, it just drops it and chips it. Oh, fuck my stone! <laughs> I chipped my fucking stone! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a very funny image yeah. yeah that's why I thought it was so funny to me mm. but um, yeah well anyway ideas so apparently uh, people suspect that King Charles will dissolve the British Parliament because it is apparently still a king's right to dissolve the English Parliament and get a new one a new Parliament in at any time Oh, an English that doesn't sound good. Well, I mean, have you seen the English Parliament? Oh, it might be good then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're going to... I thought it sounded like a weird flex. Well, like, apparently, like, people are just saying, like, it, he the, the British Parliament is so corrupt at this point and so, like, inept at, like, leading and decision-making that, like, they just want it dissolved... And so an English king cannot dissolve, um, he cannot dissolve, get rid of the parliament, but he can dissolve it and demand a new one. So, yeah. Oh, so you can just get rid of it and be like, and then there's no leadership. There's no, he has to elect new leadership, but he can dissolve the old one. He's allowed to do that. So, yeah. And while the new one is like getting ready, um... Apparently, he has, like, total power. Oh, shit. So, apparently, like, for maybe for, like, a period of three months, it'll be, like, medieval England again. And the Tower of London, there'll just be, like, corpses swinging around and heads on stakes and things like that. What's with having leaders that are old as shit? What do you mean? That guy's old. Oh, yeah, he's, he's atrociously old. Yeah. Yeah, well, Queen Elizabeth was made queen when she was so young. Like, she was, like, 20-something. Maybe even 19 when she was crowned. So that's why she lived, or was, like, reigned for so long. Like, she lived to, yeah, she reigned for, like, 70 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. But, like, I don't think King Charles will reign for that long. How long do you think? Because he's 70 now. 
He fucking looks about 200. Yeah, he looks fucked. Um, I feel like he'll have 15 to 20 years in him. I don't know, but they don't really account for dementia. Yeah, but you can't kick a king off the throne because he has dementia. They didn't do that with George III. Do you know how many crazy English kings there have been? Not once have they kicked any of them off. And they haven't done it with Biden. No, they have not done it with Biden. But Biden's so funny. Biden is time. Biden is time. You see, like, JFK Jr. is like... um, JFK Jr. or RFK Jr.? It's the son of, like, John F. Kennedy or Robert F. Kennedy, one of them. What did he do? Well, he's running for president. Oh, shit. Under under the Democratic Party. But he says it's... That's mind-blowing. Well, (laughs) this is where it gets interesting, right? Because he's running under the thing, which is why there's a war on the poor in America. We, like... um, It's, like, 54% of Americans are living below the poverty line. And it's, like, you know, we we need to help working-class Americans again. And then he also says it's, like, he plans to dissolve the CIA. And it's, like, dude, I'm pretty sure your dad and uncle got fucking shot for threatening this, you know? Hmm. They threatened the CIA. Yeah. Because the the JFK did threaten to dissolve the CIA. And then they dissolved his brains. Yeah, across a fucking Ford Escort. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was fucking such a gnarly video. You've seen it, right? No, I've never seen it. Oh, dude, he gets one bullet through the throat... Like and he's like, like going like he's like trying to stem the wound and he's fucked up for a bit and his wife doesn't even know what's happening yet, like she doesn't realise that he's been shot. She knows something's wrong, but like yeah, and then um, what's wrong, honey? And then he just gets shot in the head and his head just fucking erupts, just explodes. Oh shit! And you can see her scrambling to pick up pieces of his skull. From the back of the car. As if that might save him. As if that might <laughs> save him. Like, in his brain... And his fucking head's just hanging out. And, like, yeah. And his poor wife is just there, just covered in fucking blood, trying to, you know, collect fragments of his skull. It's so gnarly, man. Well, it'd be such a traumatising experience. As the wife? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, because you're just, like, hanging out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my husband's about to dissolve the CIA or whatever, and the next minute... Just a bullet through the skull. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's such a fucking rough way to go. And then uh, I believe RFK was either shot or stabbed to death. And then died in a kitchen. Yeah. Good times, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they don't have a good track record of living. The Kennedys? Yeah. No, well, like, even... Uh, who was it? It was... It was at... Uh, I think it was at Robert... Like, JFK... No, I think... So, so, the man running is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. JFK Jr. was the most eligible bachelor uh, in New York. Like, he was nominated best-looking dude, you know, sexiest man alive, and all the ladies wanted him, and yada, yada, yada. And then his fucking plane crashed. Which is just like, <laughs> yeah, they did not have a good track record. I fear for this new RFK's life. Well, now that he's announced that he's signed his death warrant. Yeah, I feel like if, if he gets elected, 
because uh, there's no way um, Joe Biden could get elected for a second term, especially after this term. Yeah, but it is pretty funny. Oh, he's so good. Like, like he's been he's been great comedically. He's been better than Trump comedically. Has he? Yeah, as a parody, you know, like oh, a parody of being a president. Yeah, exactly. Like, who doesn't know anything? Did you ever see Hot Shots Part Two? No. Right. Well, have, did you see Hot Shots? No. Okay. Well, in it, like in Hot Shots Part Two, like it's a Charlie Sheen movie. Oh, actually, I might have seen Hot Shots. Is that the one where they're like playing? Yeah. Fly? Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, and it's like a Charlie Sheen in it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a part two of that, and and instead of it being like a uh, um, a spin on Top Gun, it's a spin on the Rambo films, and Charlie Sheen is meant to be Rambo, and the dude who was like the old commander in Hot Shots One, he's now the president of the United States, and he's just this bumbling fuckwit of a president who's just like, yeah, like fucking around constantly. And then at the end of the film, it's a such a comedic, like it's such a funny film. At the end of the film, he's like uh, he he has a deal with Saddam Hussein, like mm-hmm. a sword deal. It's so good, and it's like got like full Star Wars things going on in it. It's so funny. It's That's fucking awesome. classic. Yeah, you should watch it. It's really good. It's like comedically one of the tightest films ever. It's I just, feel like old comedy movies are way better. The new ones. Like, yeah. I think the writers were made way better. I do, yeah, I mean, I just feel like the old comedy films, they weren't trying to ever make a point, you know? Yeah, they're just like, here's fuckloads of jokes. Yeah, it literally fuckloads of jokes. And it, it it it's forever timeless, you know? And, like, what was the joke in... Um, there was a fucking funny joke. <laughs> there was this bit in the thing, because, like, I don't know if you've seen Rambo 3 think it's Rambo 3 what happens is, is Rambo's living in a Buddhist temple and this is where Charlie Sheen is when his commanding officer comes to find him to like bring him out of retirement one last mission you know and he brings him out and he's living and it's like it's peaceful here and uh and he's repairing a Ferrari and he's putting a new like tire on the Ferrari but it's like a wagon tire it's like this old spindly wagon tire and then he puts it on and then it drives away and then you just hear this fucking crash and boom and like yeah just this fucking burning thing and it's so funny and then like um the the commanding officer brings the cia intelligence agent with him and she's a chick and he's like it's like general these men have have sworn vows of celibacy they haven't seen a woman in years you can't bring a woman here and like and then, like, while him and his and while him and the general are talking, you just see in the background all of the Buddhist monks are just trying to impress her. There's this one dude who's flexing off like a fucking sick bodybuilder physique, and then there's this one dude doing magic tricks, and then there's another one doing dog tricks, like he's getting a dog to jump through a hoop. They're just all trying to impress this woman, and then like after they leave, like, they're all just, like, they're just devastated that the one woman that they've seen in years is leaving. Yeah. yeah. Such a fucking, like, yeah, and it's like, that's, it's so simple, but it's so funny. You know what I mean? That's a good premise. Yeah, just Buddhists getting horny for a woman. Yeah. They must do. Yeah. Oh, they would. Because it'd be like, it'd be like Catholic priests around a, a choir boy, you know what I mean? Or an altar boy. 
I don't know, man. Like, the church gets a bad rap for having pedophiles. It does. But they do, like, other stuff. Like what? I don't know, but the, we focus on the pedophilia a lot. I mean, I think they do other things. <laughs> I mean, they do a lot of other things. Um, but I guess it's kind of the same idea of, like, you build a thousand bridges, but you fuck one goat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a classic joke. Yeah, you fuck one goat and you're known as something, the pig fucker. Yeah, well, I don't know why the pig fuck up. But. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're like, I didn't even fuck a pig. Yeah, I fucked a goat. <laughs> Get it right, at least. <laughs> That's the detail you're caught up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it right, man. Yeah. I didn't fuck no goat. I mean, pig. Fuck. Well, that's a, that's a quandary. Um, uh, the moral quandary. Uh, like, would you rather people, would you rather fuck a goat and no one found out about it? Or never fuck a goat, but people think you've fucked a goat for the rest of your life. I think we've talked about this, and I think I locked in why not both. Why not both? Yeah, why don't I fuck the goat, and everyone thinks I fucked the goat. Because <laughs> then at least I get to fuck the goat. Yeah, but why would you want people to know about that? Oh, for the gag. For the gag. It's a funny gag, <laughs> but, you know, it's. I feel like it's a gag you get quick of like committing to very, very fucking quickly. Yeah, but they'll be like, it's Martin Darcy, the goat fucker. <laughs> Martin Darcy, the dude who fucked a goat. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, it's so, sh- like, we should have gotten Ben in to record that episode last week. You know, my mate came in temporarily. Yeah, he wasn't into it. No, which is, he's not into anything, that guy. He's he's real, he's gotten real timid as he's gotten older. Yeah. Yeah. Like me. Like you, you're anything but timid. Timid? Yeah. I am timid. I don't think you are. What does that mean again? Like shy. Yeah, I'm pretty shy. Uh, no one's shy gets up on stage and tells jokes. Yeah, I just don't look anyone in the eye. That's true. I do notice you, like, dart your head around a bit. Like, you have great movement on stage from the waist up. But I feel like your feet are in one position. Yeah, I'm locked in, like, the inflatable balloon man. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... I it's, try to move my... Sometimes I do a step backwards, mm. and then I step forwards again, uh, just to mix it up. I'm really looking forward to this gong show week. It should be good. Yeah, I gotta... I'll be in the first half, but I gotta bounce. Factory? Nah, um... Oh! The thing at the Rekabite. Oh, yeah, so it's at the Rekabite. That's exciting. Uh, what was it? Planet Royale, but now it's at the Rekabite. Oh, Wow. Don't know. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the lineup? Go on. Uh, I'll have a look. I remember it's there's Grant Mushet, is the MC I think. Saturday was very yeah. funny, dude. Yeah, Grant Mushet's awesome. Mm. He's so yeah, he's so natural when it comes to being a comedian. Give me an organism. <laughs> anyway. yeah, Grant Mushet, uh, I'm opening Simone Springer, my cousin Vlad uh, Daniel Muggleton Sandeep Totlani, Emma Holland and headline Larry Dean I haven't heard of most of these people I think they're all pretty good mm. I think Sandeep's great I've heard of Sandeep I've never met him but I have heard of him and I've seen some of his jokes he is funny Mm. Yeah, he's 
I'll I'll try to look some of these people up and see. Try have sex with some of these people. Yeah, why not? Mm. Who the fuck is annoying me? Um. Yeah, this is Dan. Dan Muggleton. Oh, this dude. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he did pretty well in uh, the UK. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I like him. He is very funny. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. And this is the headliner. Larry mm. Dean's well known, I think. Mm. He's been around for yonks. Larry Dean. Where do I know him from? He's I, he's gay. He's Scottish too, isn't he? Yeah, Glaswegian. Yeah. I know someone he tried to hook up with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it a man? It was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So his story of being gay checks out, you know. Oh, he is actually gay. Hmm. Do you think this that'll start happening soon? I, I feel like it's inevitably going to start happening where in this whole privilege hierarchy of the, of the world we live in, people will start saying that they're gay in order to, like, get celebrity status and further their career. Probably. And so as a result, what's going to happen is you're going to get closeted straight people. Yeah, they're like, it's much harder to be straight. As an entertainer, yeah. Yeah, you get so much more from being gay. Mm. That is a very funny thought, just people being, like, straight in the closet. Or would they be in something else? What would straight people be in instead of a closet? A cupboard? Is a cupboard less gay than a closet? I think so, because a closet you keep clothes in. A cupboard you keep food goods in. And I feel like gay people are into clothes. And straight people like food. And straight people like food. <laughs> gay people, they hate food. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them seem to be... A lot of them seem to prefer alcohol or drugs. They're like averse. Yeah. They're neutral on food. And saying that, I have seen some fat gay people. Not a lot, but some. Yeah, everyone comes in a different shape. Mm, they do. Especially gay people. <laughs> yeah. They come in all kinds of shapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They come in many different orifices, that's for sure. That's that's what I was trying to say, but mm, that yeah, maybe but... it wasn't as obvious as I thought. <laughs> uh, this is what I'm here to do. Just, just state the obvious of your bits, Martin. Um, I... Uh... I'm just looking at these things. Um, oh, do you do you ever have this thing where like you're eating, and then it seems that like then a friend will always, as soon as you start eating, be like start talking about shit and piss, and you're like, you could you pick a better time? Um, see, I don't have that problem. Because I, I feel like it's a sibling thing, especially growing up with brothers. And also one of the sisters I had. Like, you just... Yeah. It's like, there's, there's very few things that make me uncomfortable while eating. Yeah, um, to be fair, it doesn't actually bother me. But I play it up for a comedic... Effect? Yeah. Yeah, right. I... Th- there are a few things that bother me while I'm eating. Um, probably... 
I don't know. Being around people who are throwing up does something like makes me nauseous also. But I feel like that's natural for everyone. Yeah, I think if you don't have that, you might be broken as a human. Yeah. So I feel like that's normal. Um, and then the other thing too is probably the other thing that makes me nauseous. I remember there was a movie that made me nauseous. I watched a movie and there was one scene in it that made me particularly sick. Have you ever seen Bone Tomahawk? No. Well, yeah, it's a great movie. It's a it's a it's a great great movie. But there is one scene, infamously known as the wishbone scene, which is wishbones like the yeah. It's it's pretty fucking horrific. It's like I could not believe anyone like envisioned it. Got that on camera. You know what I mean? Oh, it's such a graphic scene like what's the most graphic thing you've ever think you've seen in a movie I don't know I haven't really uh, sought out much like disgusting stuff or horror in movies well the thing is is like Bone Tomahawk is not really like it comes across as kind of an action adventure with dark elements and then there's this scene It's it, I wouldn't say it's a horror film um, it's not even a particularly gory film right up until that scene. And then afterwards, it's not either? Uh, there are, like, not, like, less than great moments in it. Like, there's some there's some pretty hard moments in it, but, like, nothing, nothing like, irredeemable. Like, uh, but that scene in particular is like, holy shit, that just fucking happened. You know? I would never watch watch that film on my own again. It's like because that scene alone was just such a hard thing to watch. That it was fucked. <laughs> like it was yeah. it was so realistic. Do you want me to describe it to you? What happens? So basically the whole film there's this it's set in the Wild West. Right? And there's what happens is there's this outlaw and he's desecrated the the gravesite of this fucking very, very remote Indian tribe, this like troglodyte savage Indian tribe. These are like Indians who like in like insert tusks into their mouths and they like they only communicate through a whistle embedded in their windpipe. Um, they don't have like an actual language, they're cannibals. And so they come after this guy, they get him, they take him back. And they also take a woman and a, uh, a deputy back. So they kidnap three people, an outlaw, a deputy, and a woman. And so it's they send out a, uh, a, a posse after them. And it's like the old sheriff, uh, the sheriff, his old deputy, um, a famous Indian killer, the, the the husband of the wife who's got a broken leg and I think one other dude. I think one other dude. Maybe, maybe it's only the four. Um, and anyway, they go looking for this fucking... This tro- these troglodytes and their horses, their horses get stolen so they've got to go the rest of the way on foot. It's this whole fucked up ordeal. And anyway, eventually the husband gets left behind. He has to save the day. But there's this moment where the sheriff, his elderly deputy are captured and they're locked up and they're in opposite cages. So at this point, the outlaw has been eaten. And then there's the 
So the sheriff, his old deputy, his young deputy, and the woman are in cages. They pull the young deputy out. They scalp him, stuff the scalp in his mouth, and then they turn him upside down on his head. Two dudes hold his legs apart, and then they take a bone, like a, a tomahawk, and hack him down the middle. What the fuck? And then, like, they just split him in apart. And that's why it's called the wishbone scene. Because they split him like a wishbone. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a pretty fucking terrifying scene. That sounds fucked. It's, yeah, it's fucked. There, yeah, no two ways about it. Mm. Oh, well, that's a... Uh... Great movie, though. Great. All the best movies you never want to watch again. It's it's just such a horrific scene. It's like because it looks so real. It's like, and it's so, like just the oh fuck, yeah. It's got Kurt Russell in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You be Kurt he Russell. He plays the woman. No, he plays the sheriff. Oh yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's a sick film. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. It's fucking. You threw up. I made me a little bit nauseous. I didn't throw up, but like, I watched. Yeah, that's a fucking horrifying scene. Shall we finish up the app and get a coffee? Yes, but right. I'm gonna present one more idea. Go on. Um, I remember when I was studying to be a teacher, they were like bringing in a policy uh, in primary school that uh, the girls had to wear like skirts that covered their knees because it was too distracting Mm. and i'm like if you're getting distracted by like 10 year olds knees i don't think you should be a teacher yeah well hold on who was it distracting for the teacher or the students yeah exactly yeah i'm like what are you talking about yeah also knees yeah what's wrong with knees they're just like a joint yeah knees like out, like out of all the parts on a on a person that could be distracting, you really think the knees are the most distracting part? Wait, do bees have knees? I don't know. I feel like bees have an exoskeleton. So do so do children. Uh <sighs> okay. No, they don't. I don't know. Mm. But no, that that's a fucking very weird policy. That, but that could be a very good premise for a joke. I'm not 100% sure how, but uh, it just feels like the idea of if you're distracted by kids' knees, I don't think you should be. Mm. You shouldn't be working with kids. No, what you should be is working for the British Intelligence Agency as a gay agent. As a gay agent? Yeah, no, gay agent. Oh, okay. As we were talking about gay James Bond earlier. Yes, Miss Monic Bunny. Yes, let me spit on... I'm going to go spit on Felix Leiter's asshole and fuck him to death. Uh, you know, something like that. Fuck him to death? Yeah. Is that like the villain? Uh, Felix Leiter is a CIA uh, ally to James Bond. So, yeah, I don't know why he's he would fuck him to he's death. An, and that he, that guy's an ally. Yeah. So, I don't know why he would fuck him to death. That's a very good point. <laughs> he's actually. such a good ally that he just fucks him. <laughs> just, just, yeah. I'm not gay. I'm just an ally. Yeah. Any, anything, <laughs> anything, for, uh, anything for British-American relations. <laughs> yeah. uh, God bless him. It's kind of funny, the idea of someone that's like not gay, but they're just an ally, but they're still fuck men. Yeah. Wouldn't that be... <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be a fucking great TV series. Yeah. 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 Like, I support you so much that I'll fuck you. And yeah. I only fuck men. Yeah, I, uh, that's how much I support them. Yeah. That's how much I support. Yeah, but I'm straight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, straight, yeah, but yeah, I'm just yeah. an ally. Yeah. I'm your strongest ally. Well, hasn't it been... I feel like someone has said the joke already, so I'm not going to say it, but there's that premise which is where it was like in today's modern age we should invent a striking system for being gay because it's like you get like three you get like three gay things you can do before you're officially declared gay so like you've got to fuck a dude like you got to fuck three dudes basically before you can be that's the only thing that's gay <laughs> yeah that's the only thing that's gay yeah i mean these days i feel like yeah. What else is gay? Riding a bike is pretty gay. Depends on the bike and depends on how you're riding it. And depends where you're without riding Without a seat. It. Yeah, without a seat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, he came through at the end of that, man. <laughs> well, I'll say we finish up there. Yeah, we'll end on that note. Mm. Uh, Sunday slouches every Sunday at 7.30. BYO uh, food joint. And uh, it's a good lineup every week. It's been really, really fun organizing it. Um, and I'd like a big shout out to my um, co-conspirators, Robbie Brooks and David Morgan Brown. Like they've been running the thing. I've been like organizing it in the back and helping out where I can. But I've been busier than a Baghdadi bricklayer. So... Yeah, that, that's why I've been doing it. But I'm coming back strong this week with a set at the lounge uh, this Thursday, uh, which this episode will probably come out after that episode. This episode will probably come out, out after that night. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, let's let's end it. Yeah, what a strong finish. Yeah. Bye.